from Akron, Ohio. Home is where your life begins. It's where you learn to fly. Where your memories are created. Where you stumble and fall. And even though you may decide to leave, well, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Baby, baby, baby. You never really left. I'm coming home to your tender seat. Where your feet may leave, but not your heart. I'm back. What is it going to take? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's Jay. It's Willie Fonzarelli. This is the No Boundaries Podcast. Right here, we're at the eve of the NBA Finals. I kid you not. I'm looking directly at the screen. They're saying the um, na- they're singing the national anthem. It's such, such a beautiful moment. Who's that? Is that, is that John Legend? It's the legendary John, John, John Legend. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> you put his government name all the way yeah, out there. John Legend. That's that's that's, that's kind of perfect though. Yeah. I'm, hey, it's it's fitting. It's fitting. But um, to the topic at hand, LeBron James versus Golden State Warriors. That, that's basically what it boils down that's to. That's all it is. And um, Actually, it's LeBron James versus his legacy. Yeah. No yeah. matter who he's, he's seen on the other side, it's LeBron James versus his legacy. Yep. And it, it made me laugh so hard today when I was watching uh, First Take. And they played that, that clip about, you know, how he, he doesn't let pressure affect him. I'm just looking like... This dude's so full of shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, really, the funny thing is with me, people just automatically just think that I, I hate LeBron James. It's like, no. But at the same time, LeBron James is the guy that came into the league, had the luxury of playing for his, technically, his hometown. Home t- hometown team. This is the only team in the state. Of course. You know, so so yeah. he's hometown. He, he had the chance to play. He, he played for his team in... Yeah, he 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 met he he hit a roadblock, got swept, and I'm a firm believer that if he stayed in Cleveland, he would have got a ring. I'm a firm believer of that. See, I don't believe that because they people they, they weren't putting the pieces around him. They were putting old pieces. They were going cheap. They were trying to you know. So when he went to Miami and he won, and then Cleveland's like, oh. Miami is willing to spend money. We got to be willing to spend money to get what Miami got. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, but I think I think they still would have nickel and diamond if he stayed in Cleveland. I think they would have been getting old Shaq. They would have been getting old whoever all on the verge of retirement. It's like yeah, yeah, these were all stars in their prime, but now they're just all stars off their popularity. Like they're they're not all star caliber players in performance wise. I got you, and I and I firm I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I believe in his heart. He probably felt the same way you did, but I believe eventually free agencies would have came up. Eventually, great players would have would have been attracted to let's go to Cleveland. But I also feel like at, at that in that time period, I think it was like, oh man, you know, nobody really wants to come here. It ain't just me. Nobody wants to come to Cleveland. Well, because like, nobody wants to come to Cleveland. Who wants nothing, to come to Cleveland? Nothing in Cleveland. So I think. That's the only thing that scared him. So now, why not go to one of the most beautiful cities in America, where you already had a talent to Dwayne Wade, that already had a ring, and now you've attracted Chris Bosh because I'm, I'm not sure if Chris Bosh was married to the same uh, female at the time, but more than likely she was like, "Oh, Miami? Why not? I mean, not like these damn near billionaires can't travel wherever they wherever they want to any given day anyway." So it all it's all it always kills me that they use. In environment or location as an excuse, because I'm like, you can live anywhere. You have 
You're y'all are damn near billionaires. Like they have more money than Jordan had and Pippen them had when they was playing. Absolutely. So location to me is starting to just become more of a. I think people like the idea of going somewhere and actually being the KD of that city, knowing that that city, the icon there is is KD or Westbrook, or the icon there is Tim Duncan, or, you know, passing the mantle to Kawhi Leonard, and you go to the Lakers, even with L.A. being such a big market, it was Kobe, you know, so I firmly believe, I still stand on this, that no matter what, LeBron James was the king of Cleveland, Oh yeah, and he's the king of Akron, and he was going to be that, I think, Maybe he wouldn't have two rings, but I still firmly believe, like Big Sean said, you know, he, it's, LeBron will get a ring eventually. You know it's coming. Yeah. You know, so coming like LeBron somebody, yeah. was, somebody was eventually going to come there and make that possible, or he would have been in the KD Westbrook situation. I don't know. I, I, think, I think he got a, a lot of extra heat due to him being from that state. Like mm-hmm. they say, well, that's well, pressure. Well, well, Jordan wouldn't have never left and did this, and Jordan wouldn't have never left and did that. You gotta understand, Jordan wasn't from Chicago. He wasn't at all. Magic, <laughs> Magic wasn't from LA. Not at all. Like, like Bird wasn't from Boston. Mm-hmm. Like you, you. I mean, they had that loyalty to that one team, yes. and you know that that's that's part of it. But then on top of it, you left your home. Exactly. So that's why he gets that that extra hate. And and, and I believe that you came back and created more pressure. I think it was less pressure when he was there the first time because he was the young king. Now he's the old king that brought two rings to another city. Now they're looking at you like, hey, man. Can we get one? (laughs) Can we get one? She was 47 years, 48 years. They ain't got nothing. So I just kind of feel like now we're we're, we're here today. Golden State, uh, to me, just a better team. This is It's just a better team. LeBron James may be the best player on the planet, but you have one of the top five best players on the planet on a better team. This is the most winningest team of all time. All time. Legendary <laughs> like, team. And they just came down from a 3-1 upset. I and mean, I, and I, I tell Ed the same thing. It's like, especially when he beat, he's beating me in 2K. We got we got like a little tournament going on. Okay. He has 10 wins. I have six. I've oh, been man, playing. I've team. been playing with Cleveland. He's playing with Golden State. You can't talk trash when you're playing with the best team ever. You really, I mean, literally you, the best team you ever. You can't talk trash because they say numbers don't lie, and the numbers are seventy three and nine. You can you can you can argue here and there. Draymond cheated his way to win one of those games, but guess what? They're still a seventy plus win team, and I'm not sure if LeBron was ever on a seventy plus win team. No. And I also ask people this every day: When is the last time the best team in the NBA? Did not win the NBA championship. Was it the Ray Allen when Ray Allen uh stepped out of bounds and hit that hit that game winner against San Antonio? Was San Antonio the better team that year? I, I still don't think so. I, I still it was Cleveland, right? Cle- so my thing is for the last five years, I'm gonna say the number one team in the NBA has rightfully won it. That's how it should be. This is not the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 seven games. It's seven games. You have you have you have four. You you got to prove yourself. And now it's not. You can't catch somebody on an off night. You can't catch somebody on an off night four times. It's it's very rare. Like and Golden State saying, didn't catch Oklahoma on an off night four times. Nah, they. Just, I believe OKC was an equally great team in the playoffs, but all in all, they showed us who they were. Yeah, that's who they are. They 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 choke. Not necessarily choke, but they have failed 
in the big moments, which were the fourth quarter in damn near the last 12 games of the regular season, because just to say they didn't have that uh, that uh, that choke gene and they didn't lose those 12 games, shit, they'd have, they'd have been like damn near a 60-plus win team, if yep. I'm not mistaken. So you kind of, with, with the NBA, you can kind of look at statistics and be like, well, stats, stats really add up. They are what they are. And all in all, regular season – "Quote unquote" doesn't matter that much, but it says a whole lot yeah. in the NBA, in the NFL, and other and other like even in, in the MLB. It's a lot different when you're doing regular season, but when you're seventy three and nine, you only lost nine games lost nine. from October to what April. You lost nine games. That's crazy. This team's barely won nine games. I'm just saying though, and and they and they 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 to me rightfully earned at this moment because of course I'm a big Bulls fan and I take my hat off to them and I'm at the point where if you've beaten the Bulls record now you gotta seal the deal bro you need to go ahead with this championship and let people argue who's better um, who's better uh, Golden State or Chicago it's all a hypothetical but it's still fair yeah you know because if you if you if you go 73 and 9 and you don't win then why did you go 73 and 9 exactly Why'd you go seven three? And and I think I think the only excuse I can give Cleveland is they rested LeBron James pretty pretty well this year. He he got he actually got forty more minutes of rest during this postseason than he had the previous previous years. He's been to the finals. And 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 my only argument is he's in the East and he's playing garbage teams. Honestly, his most competition was Toronto, which is trash on the road. So with that being said. This is this is gonna be his most competitive his most competitive game. Like they're gonna have to go out hard. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to they got to start hard, finish hard. No matter what, there ain't no if ands or but about it. My only reason, uh, and we're gonna go ahead and say this now. I I kind of I I kind of say both teams healthy. If it goes to a game seven, I'm gonna ride with Golden State. But I believe Golden State is capable of closing this out in five. Oh really? I believe so. I really believe so. I believe that. That little moment, the momentum they're on, is very possible. I feel like if they, if they, if they, if they control home court, win the first two, it's a done deal. It, it could be five, because I, I really feel like they're more, they're more capable of te- stealing home games from Cleveland than Cleveland is stealing home games from them. I just, I truthfully believe that. So I stand on that, and I also feel like Golden State is more battle tested throughout this whole playoffs. I don't think uh, the Cavs play the team. Even on the Cavs, on the uh, OKC's level, on the East, I'm just saying. I think I think Cleveland actually ended up playing down a lot of the times too, especially when they lost to Golden. I mean, not Golden State when they Toronto. lost to Toronto. Yeah. I think they ended up playing down, and so that I think that ends up hurting them. Even though you eventually, oh, I'm fucking up. Even though you eventually <laughs> win those games, you know you won the series. But I think you end up like, okay, I blew them. We blew them out two games in a row. Oh, we played down. We lost in Toronto. Now we have to come back. You know, win in Cleveland, then go ahead and finish this off because we played down. We've got it. You know, look too comfortable. And going up against Golden State, you Cleveland has to steal one of these first two games. They have, have to. They, they have, have no to. choice. They have no choice. They have to because Preferably they're tonight. They have. They should win. They're 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 too streaky of three point shooters, in my opinion. Yes, you're second in the NBA, but you're you're two hundred and twelve three pointers or so behind. I think Cleveland made eight hundred and eighty three pointers mm-hmm. so far. Golden State's over a thousand. Damn. Golden State played three more games, but they didn't, but make, two, they didn't make 200 threes in three really more games. If you really want to go three for three, I mean, I'm just saying, though. Your best players on Cleveland, are they your, are they your three-point shooters? 
Kyrie Irving is a good forty plus from three point line. Okay, so so you say Kyrie look, and LeBron? No, nah, nah, I'm not saying Kyrie and LeBron. You're saying Kyrie and Jr. Are as the best players or the best three best point three shooters? Three point shooters. I have I, yeah, because Jr. is number three in the see, league, so me, I ha- I have to. Okay, He's so three. to me, I'd ha- I'd like to I'd like to put my money on the best players, which are the best three pointers on their team against. To me, role player. I mean, J.R. Smith is a role player. He's a role player. Is. And if I'm not mistaken. A streaky exactly. role player. He's going to shoot it either way it goes, it, although, whether it goes in or not, something else. Exactly. Although we know Fry is, is, is pretty nice, and we know Kevin Love is capable, I mean, are they going to be able to be capable in the finals? This is the biggest stage in basketball. There's capable and there's consistent. Who has a chip on their shoulder right now? Oh, the, the chip is solely on Cleveland. Really, but what players individually, though? I honestly LeBron really, has LeBron and JR are the only ones that can really. I don't even think JR has a chip. See? I mean, even Tristan. I mean, I think Tristan. I think, um, and everybody's saying it. I mean, Draymond is going to eventually is gonna get in Love's head sometime in this series. We're going to see. Because Love is soft. Honestly. And we're going to. Ho- hopefully it doesn't happen. I mean, those are the deciding factors. Are we going to get. Soft love, or are we going to get hard love? Are we going to get Barnes getting abused again? Or is Barnes going to figure out something and be able to, to shake up LeBron? Are we going to get an MVP caliber Iguodala again? Are we going to get, you know... I, mean, I, still, I, I still don't think Iguodala was the MVP, but you got, you got, to, give to, the, you got to give it to the winning team. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I'm just saying, are we going to get 11 threes from Clay again? Are we going to get the best you know what I'm saying? Are we going to get the the most threes in a, a series by Cavaliers? What are we going to get? All those things matter. And to me, if you really just look at the numbers, you go, who would you really who would you rather depend on? The the guys that have two three point contested winners back to back, yeah, <laughs> or these guys that kind of just off and on just kill kill you with the three pointers. Because don't don't get me wrong, Rockets are a good three point shooting team. They was I think they was top five. They're a good three point shooting team when the three pointers go in. That's how I feel about Cleveland. They're a good three point shooting team exactly. when the three pointers go in. And, and, when the three pointers aren't going in, you're like, okay, what are y'all doing out there? You need you need to go back to your post up game. You got they'll say you got Mozgov, you got Tristan Thompson, you got LeBron. You need to be in the post when the three pointers aren't going in. Exactly. But when they're going in, it's like, oh yeah, let them rain. Twenty five a game, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it, it's kind of like that. It's a bad shot unless it goes in. Then it was a good shot, kind of thing. And with that being said, I kind of feel like that's just my whole thing with Jr. It's like if Jr.'s on, he's on. If he's off, he's off. And his percentage is terrible. Yeah. His percentage is very terrible. And the thing that kills me is Cavs can't really play long. Like now who's gonna? You know, they need. They you gotta have that long player to kind of. Shake Steph Curry up. You got to be aggressive on that pick and roll. I don't. I don't see the Cavs just doing that on a on a timely on a on a timely. It maybe Shumpert. Maybe is he going to play? I haven't seen Shumpert just be effective in, like, in a while. Uh, he, he's he's been he's been deep in the rotation. So it's like I don't know. I damn near forgot he was on the team. I but once know. again, the Cavs Toronto series didn't really interest me that much. But um, did, did anything in the East really exactly. interest you that yeah, much? It's just, this is one of those things where Cavs got to get a 10, 15-point lead and hold on to it from the jump. If they can't get that, they're going to lose. You get you a 10, 15-point lead, and you just start milking clock. <laughs> you I'm, use that whole entire shot clock. You shoot in the last five seconds. You just you just pace the game out. You slow them down. Don't let them get in the transition or nothing. And I don't I don't see Cleveland doing it. I don't <laughs> see like, Cleveland doing it. You say that. nothing. It's like, wow, just, just totally shut them down. Like, but that's but I have to stick by my pick and say Cleveland in six. 
That's fine. That's that, and I and I and I and while we're really here, and I mean we have our picks, and my picks are it's not no emotional investment in either one of them. I could care less who wins, to be honest. I don't hate anybody on either one of the teams. But my thing is I think as people that are just kind of just casual sports fans is kind of watching, you hear things like, Oh, I hate Golden State, or you hear things like, you know, you hate LeBron, it's like or you hear they oh I want to see LeBron win him one. And I'm just like, me personally, I mean, if he wins, he wins. But why do I really care if he wins now? Because he left. If I really want if he really as a fan of the game, if I want to see somebody win win one for their hometown, well, go to your hometown team and stick it out and eventually win one. If you don't win one, hey, you're like Dominique Wilkins, you're like Carl Malone. It is what it is. But We've had we've had our chance to see him win in Cleveland already, and he said, "Fuck us." <laughs> I'm just saying, and he had his time to win in in uh in Cleveland. He basically said, "Fuck Cleveland," and went to Miami and won this too. That's my thing. I'm not the biggest uh Golden State fan, but at the same time, they are deserving of people saying they are a good enough team to win this mug back to back, seventy three and nine. Like I said. Him winning one in Cleveland, who cares? He has two championships already. And like he said about pressure earlier earlier this week, I mean, I don't feel the pressure. I've already accomplished so much. I've exceeded expectations. I've come from a, a single-parent home, blah, blah, blah. So basically, in so many words, I really don't care. That's how I kind of hear it. That's kind of that's how I came. Like, like I, I took it away from basketball. Like, you asked me a basketball question. I wouldn't. I told you about my life, like where I came exactly. from. Exactly. And you know, I've I've already exceeded what I what I should have been. So yeah, do I want to win a, a championship from Cleveland? Yeah, but at the same time, Cleveland don't make me. Exactly. And at the and to me, after and after fan. and I'm a LeBron fan. And after he left, and Dan Gilbert took it upon himself to to write the whole Benedict Arnold letter and, and burn all, burn jerseys and burn jerseys and stuff. You motherfuckers, lucky I'm back. Period. Real talk. Period. Real talk. He no matter what, win or lose, Cleveland is gonna be a part of his legacy, and Cleveland basketball will ever forever be remembered. And it's gonna it's not gonna be because Jordan hit a clutch shot on y'all. No, it's gonna be because, <laughs> you're changing history. Now. Changing history. Now. <laughs> it's gonna be because LeBron played for y'all. He gave y'all his blood, sweat, and tears. That's why I'm not really mad if Verjao gets a ring because he oh, gave y'all 12 years. Verjao's getting a ring regardless. regardless. And, and that's got to be the best position yes. ever. And I and I, when I really looked at the facts, well, some of my coworkers and I told them that they were at all. When I told them, they hit their phones looking at Google. You're lying. You're lying. And I told them, I think it's more of a blood, sweat, and tears for 12 years, and then we just waived you. So technically, we're still paying you this year. Yeah. So you're on. You're not on the roster, but you're on our payroll. So I mean, hey, and out of out of loyalty, because he was loyal to that team for 12 years. So I'm, I'm just saying. He, he he went through the lowest of the lows you know, with that it, team. It, that, he was on that 20-win team. Exactly. And he was in him going down was one of the reasons they went. And they, they only had 20 wins. Because, like, it was him, Waiters, and Urban, I think. And they was actually balling. They was actually a decent maybe 45-win team if he would have stayed healthy. But he got hurt. And along with who was the other guy? Was it Ilgowskis? Yeah, Ilgowski's is there too. If they do win, they got they got to send Zia ring. They got to send you got to send Zia ring. They got to. I mean, I'm just saying, like it's they're worthy of it. And I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But Verjad is on mouth saying, you know, I want if I win, I want it to be with Golden State straight up. 
And I don't blame them. You gotta respect that. You know, it's like I'm here. They they took me in. They picked they me up off waivers. They didn't have to. They had. They got Festus Ezeli. They got uh, Spates. They got to me Draymond. They got Bogut. They got four big men. He he don't. They don't need him. No. He's really in a fortunate position. So, come on now, like I'm gonna just give it up. I'm gonna just give it to Golden State because I feel like even though I'm not the biggest Kerr fan either, it's Kerr versus Tyrone Lue. We talk about Coach of the Year versus. The, the luckiest guy, guy, the the guy, the luckiest guy out here. The guy Iverson stepped over. He's still that guy. He's, He's that guy, that. you know. I'm, I mean, you're 73, you're 73 and 9 and 73 and t- 72 and 10, Kurt. It's in your blood. <laughs> it's, it's in your blood. You know, I, I, can't, I can't hate the man, man. I just, I can't hate the man. My friend just texted me, I got 10,000 on the Cavs. Big boy shit right here. Get the fuck. All right. Okay, yeah, big yeah, fella. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, big fella. Yeah, yeah, big fella. You don't want problems. But, so, who, who's going to be the most impactful in this series? The most impactful? I think Cleveland needs Shannon Fry to, to be their reality. I can see that. I think Golden State needs a consistent clay. And and I think they need they need a they need an offensive Harrison, Harrison Barnes that says I want to stay here for the rest of my career I want my contract extended. I don't they, I don't think they let Harrison Barnes go any. Somebody got to go. Somebody oh yeah you got you got you got to break go. the nucleus. Uh, but if it was me, I send out two of my big men in, in, in Livingston. I send them off. I mean, I you can, can get you, something from you, those. You, you got you got Clark on the bench who's who's decent who's what what some time is going to be good. You know. And I can grab somebody else. People are dying. People are going to die to go to Golden State. I mean, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at uh, – in this day and age, in this era of basketball, I don't even care anymore with all these free agencies and people just chasing rings. Let KD go to Golden State. It don't bother me no more. Like, I don't care because I don't really think this era of basketball is so tough to where, like, I don't admire it like I used to. Mm-hmm. So, it doesn't I – don't, I don't mind. Like, everybody looks at basketball now and they look at – they think about 2K. I'm going to build my team, a super team. If I got the money, man, why not? The Yankees did it. Boston did it. did it. Miami did it. I mean, it is what it is. That's that's, that's the, the that's the era we're in. That's now. the era we're in. Build a super team, win rings. You you can't you can't win with just and even even I won't say back then, but even in the nineties, nobody was really winning with just one superstar. Of course not. Of course, like not. like like you, Jordan Pippen was a superstar. Oh, definitely. Pippen was a superstar. Um, the Rockets, Hakeem, they, 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 Hakeem was a star. Uh, Kenny Smith, they were stars. Like these these were stars. They were, they were stars. They definitely were stars, and I think. When you really just look at the makeup of a lot of those teams in the 90s and the late 80s, well, it really started in the early 90s where you start seeing people saying, hey, man, we need to get a team that can do this. If we can do this and we got a a coach that can can, uh, formulate a plan to do this, like I give Dan, I I can't stand Dan Tony at all. I don't know why the Rockets picked him up. But what he did with the Phoenix Suns those those two or three years, he was there for a while. But those two or three years when he had Amari and Steve Nash as the core, I mean, shit, that seven second offense. Come on, man! Like, he, they, that's what they that's what they built the team for, and like it was amazing to watch. But you had your two stars, and that's what you needed. Maybe they were missing one more piece, but it was dope to watch. One of my favorite teams of all time is the Sacramento Kings when they had uh, the greatest show on court. Yeah, I'm just saying they Chris were dope Weber, to watch. Doug Christie, all those uh, stars. Jason Williams. Like Jason Williams, Mike Bibby came. So I'm just saying all those teams were dope to watch and they were built around a bunch of stars. That some sometimes they got lucky they didn't know who the stars were gonna be. But 
They built they built star power teams. It's been like that since mid nineties. Yeah. You built a a superpower team and you try to win rings. It don't work out for everybody. I think one of the more low key superstar teams was the Utah Jazz. I mean, because a lot of people just don't look back and be like, "Well, we do." But yeah, cause, I mean, we're, we're Bob. Yeah, we're gonna look Carmelo. We're gonna look at, look at, look at Jeff Stockton, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, we're not looking at them like, oh, they're amazing, but they were. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, they, I know they were. And when they were drafted, I'm not really sure that people drafted them like you know, man, like we got a superstar. So we got Stockton, Hornacek, Carmelo. Come on now. But you can mess up superstar team though. You can do too much. Of course. Because you can have Shaq, you can have Kobe, you can have Carmelo, you can have Gary Payton. Man. And lose to the Pistons. Yeah. Which, that Pistons that team, Pistons was, that, that was, Pistons that was, that was team was team. serious. And that, you know that Pistons team remind, remind me of? That Pistons team. When I see teams like the Pistons, I, I think of Golden State. Because I look at Golden State like them teams just kind of happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They happen through the, a lot of it through the draft. Like, uh, Rip, was, if I'm not mistaken, was drafted by Detroit, right? Yeah. Tayshaun was... Prince was drafted by Detroit. I think one of the ones that they wanted, actually went to go get was maybe Rasheed Wallace. Other than that, a lot of those guys were there already, you know. So, and that's kind of what happened with Golden State. Man, Golden State it just came together. You just, can't be mad. just jailed. You yeah, just jailed. you can't. You can't be. And it was all Mark Jackson, but you can't be mad at that. Like they just were. And Mark Jackson still doesn't have a job, by the way. He's but they will talk about that today. You know, it's only four black people or four people of color that are even in leadership roles in the NBA, and. I think my my number. I'm not even gonna stay on this topic long because I don't even want to talk about racism. But my thing is, you have a sport dominated by black people. Who do you think they want to actually get the credit for putting y'all together? They're gonna give it to the white man. They want the white man to be the forefront. Like, yo, this is my genius. You know, this is me that that made this happen. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, these black guys, these these Negroes, these men of color. They 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 got they have the talent, and really a lot of times it be other black people in the background that that's that's real. Like I think Gentry had a lot to do with Golden State uh, success, but for some reason when he got to his own team, it's a bit of a struggle. But I think New Orleans will eventually come around. New Orleans had a lot of injuries. They had yeah. they they had some problems this season because you know they were a playoff and it's team. It's a whole new game plan. Yeah, he, he's dealing with. The focal point of his team, a center. A center is a focal power for a center is a focal point of your team. When you went from a guard being a focal point of your team. So now you have to kind of people need to look at that too. People just think, oh, he's this great coach, he had this, but what did he have? When Phil Jackson was coaching, he had the superpower two three at the triangle. And to make that happen See, again, I'm not sold on Phil Jackson's greatness, by the way. Oh, I'm just saying, but that's what I'm saying. Cause since then, what has he done? Because he, he, he has, he's had similar players to where he could do the triangle, but after that, he can't find Carmelo. You can't do a triangle with Carmelo. No, absolutely. Who not. could you do a, a triangle with today? Nobody, really. Maybe LeBron. But shoot, he too, doesn't shoot well. Yeah, enough. he's 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 not he's not selfish enough either. Yeah. So so maybe Kyrie could you could do a no, not even Kyrie. Maybe Clay or James Harden. Maybe Clay or James Harden. Yeah, it's it's possible. But that's the point, though. It's, it's hard. What he it's did hard. Yeah. was special. You needed a Kobe or a Jordan. I mean, it's it, it, ain't, it ain't a lot of them running. Around. It ain't. You know. But have you noticed how they they've went from the the, the Kobe Jordan Lebron to Kobe Jordan Steph now? <laughs> that's why they was talking about. Is it because 
You know, is it because he's fair-skinned? They want him to be the face of the uh, the league. My thing is bringing back the fact that this man left his hometown to go win rings in Miami. That damaged his legacy. Bro. Oh, yeah, People absolutely. People want to respect it or not. So now you have a this fair-skinned, this fair-skinned black brother that, if you think about it, I'm going to say this. I know we don't got a lot of time, but I want you to name me the top five white players of all time that dominated at the rim. Dominated at the rim? Give me a good three that dominated at the rim. And if you can't do that, give me the top your top three white players that come to, come to mind right now. The top three white players in the last 15 years. Top three white players? Damn, last 15 years? Shit. Well, could I shorten it make it five? I know, because that, that makes it even worse. I'm trying to think about my favorite white players of all time. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I mean... I don't, I don't remember Dallas Strip dominating at the rim. He he was he was cold shot. Shot okay. Chris Chris Mullen was a cold shot. Unless you throw Larry as Bird as in there, what was Larry Bird? He he was shot, but he could get to the rim. But he was more shot than anything. But now, if I was to tell you today, be your top three black brothers that that played. Let's just say you say LeBron, Wade, and Durant. It's a mixture in there. It's like they dominated at the rim, but none of those people specifically were shooters. And I think when you have white people watching the game, they like to see that precision, that per, that that shot. So when they see stealth, it's, they it's see, more of a skill. They, they see it more of a exactly, skill. They see what they can relate to. It ain't the skin; it's the style of play. Because when you look at all the great white players throughout time, they were shooters. Steph Curry doesn't dominate at the rim. He's a, he's a shooter. So it's like, well, he is fair-skinned, but then he's a shooter. So, therefore, you have somebody that, man, I like that type of play. What, who dominates the quarterback industry, blacks or whites? Whites. I'm just saying because it's a skill. It's a more it's a more position. And, that, and like, I forgot the lady's name on that show. I hate that show now. I'm not going to shout it out. But, <laughs> but she talks about how when people see LeBron play, it's more of a, I'll never be that. Because LeBron, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of God given. It's gifts. a lot of physical. It's physicality. not it's nothing that you could train. You're just not going to be six eight two seven. You're not. But Steph Curry now he's six one one eighty. I can be six one. I might be able to get my shot that way if I shoot a million shots a day. I don't know. You do. I don't know. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm just but, but it, it gives you hope. It gives, it gives you, you hope. Yeah. But I can't be six eight two. I can't do it. Can't. So I think not only is he relatable from. The fair, from the fair skin perspective, he's relatable because he looks so normal. And he's dominating in a league full of people that aren't normal. Your Kobe's, your your uh, Kobe's, Durant's, your, your uh, LeBron's, your Bosch's. Those guys are long and those guys are strong. Yeah. So I don't even, you don't even got to go race with me. I could just simply say I just think Steph is more relatable. Well, he's more, I guess I can say, He's more of a humble guy, and he hasn't made a dumbass decision of leaving his city and being wishy-washy. I'm just saying. I don't see Steph as this humble, this humble guy that they make him out to be. He's he's a trash talker. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say a dirty player because I I consider Draymond a dirty player. But I mean, I've seen Steph grab an ankle or two while he's on the ground and stuff. But that to me, that's just basketball. And once again, I'm gonna go back to this. <laughs> he's what is? How tall is he? Six one ish. He, 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 he might be listed at six one. And who was who was who was he? Who was holding him in the last in the last game? You had Durant, Robinson. These guys are six eight, six nine. You gonna talk shit to him? You jaying these dudes? I'm just saying. I'm gonna be as humble as I can, but. 
Say, look. You 6'9", I just bust your ass. If, if you wet me up from three and you stare me down before it go in, you got to meet me with these hands. <laughs> hey, you got to meet with these hands. It's understandable, but guess what? I'm 6'1", six, I'm six one, 180, and I just wet your ass up from 25 feet. And, and, and when it is. Bet you won't fight me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Bet you won't fight me, though. Hey, so, humble. Nah, not necessarily just like the most. I ain't for that. He don't talk shit, but I mean, he talking shit, but damn, he deserves to. I'm just saying, look at Drake. When Drake says, you know, I'm just saying, Drake came in the game, light skinned, soft dude, dominating the game that was full of gangster rap. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only be humble for so long. You can only be humble for so long. With that being said, Welly, you got Warriors and seven. Yeah, we go seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick to Cavs and six because that's. I mean, I, I can't change my pick. That was that was my pick before the playoffs started. I, not that I want to change my pick, but if it goes the other way, I probably won't be surprised. Yeah. Just just based on on the construction of the teams. So and remember, no 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 emotional investment in in the in, the, in either team with me. So. <sighs> I, 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 I want a ring for the king. I, I can't lie. I want a ring for the king. That's what. But words of advice. We're at, we're at that time. Oh, words of advice. Uh, man, it's, if, if you're staying in the south, Houston, remember, man, you see that high water. Turn around. It's not worth driving through. Like, I know people see it. They see other people getting through it. But always remember what you're in because a lot of times they might be in a 4 by 4 pickup, big-ass dually, and you can't do what they do. So... Just be cautious, and it's it's getting serious down here. It seems like it's gonna be like this for the next couple of days. So, with that being said, turn around, don't drive. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please read the fine print. And when I say read the fine print, I say pay attention to detail, whether it's at work, whether it's in your personal life, or whether it's your surroundings. Pay attention to what's going on. Take a take a take a microscope and look down on things because. Everything that glitters ain't gold. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?